welcome to the Inspire Podcast. My name is Kyle Hastings, and I will be sharing stories and talking with everyday people who will encourage, will inspire, and will motivate. Throughout my journey of life, I have been very lucky to meet many beautiful people with amazing stories of transformation and growth. Inspire is here to bring out the best of you. Enjoy the show. My name is Kyle Hastings. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. As discussed at the first uh, podcast for season two, we're going to do Friday nights. We're going to do our recaps of how it went with training, eating, uh, working out, you know, all with B3 fitness. But last Friday was the start of the Goggins 4x4x48 challenge. And I wanted to start it off uh, on on the good foot, no pun intended, on the right foot. And I interviewed Kelly Cavanaugh. Now, Kelly Cavanaugh, she's been a friend of mine for many, many years. And last year, she actually came out and she walked a leg of the 4x4x48 challenge. She walked about three miles with me, and Kelly was in a completely different world of her life back then. She was in a completely different space. Uh, She made a change this summer. She reached out and she said, Kyle, I want to make a change. I need to start losing some weight. So that's when we got her in contact with Coach Jill at B3 Fitness. So this podcast, we're going to talk to Kelly. We're going to learn about her story, her inspirational story. Uh, that's encouraging, that's inspiring, and it's motivating on how she took her life back. She's a single mom uh, with a beautiful daughter. So she's got she's got some hurdles. She's got to jump through all the time with time management, eating, uh, everything that comes about working out with making the change, making the change for the better. So we're going to talk to Kelly. We're going to, we're going to learn a lot about her. We're going to learn about her history, uh, being an All-American Hall of Fame softball player, playing for professional softball, as well as, you know, her, her career and her family and what she's doing now and her continued success with her weight loss journey. Hope everybody enjoys this episode of the Inspirate Podcast. This is episode two of the second season, and we are going to be releasing the Goggins Recap Challenge episode as well. So sit tight, enjoy this podcast with Kelly Cavanaugh. You like this? It's pretty cool. So you're actually, so this is what it looks like on my end. See how it, so like you're you're right there. So that's why you got to look, you got to talk literally right into the microphone. Okay. Is that better? Yeah. That's actually awesome. Okay, great. So you excited about tonight? I am. Are you ready? I am. That's I, I'm, good. I'm very, very ready. So I have Miss Kelly Cavanaugh. Gonna take that. It's like my house here. Let me get a little hair. I have Miss Kelly Cavanaugh sitting in the basement studios here, aka she's on one couch. I'm on the other couch talking into the brand new microphones that I bought for the new season of the podcast. And I wanted to have Kelly on before we did the walk today. Uh, tonight we start the Goggins Challenge, the 4x4x48. We start start that at 10 p.m. and we got 8 p.m. right now. So we got a good hour, hour and a half of talking, which is going to go by really, really quick. So tonight we start 10 p.m. Kelly's going to walk the first four miles with us. And last year you walked with me at the 10 p.m. or 2 a.m. time slot. It was the... 2 a.m. 2 a.m. And what was that like? Let's. I want to hear your your part of 
the walk of first I'm gonna give my part you got here I didn't know you were coming so I walked out the doors thinking I was gonna walk this leg by myself and you're standing there and I looked at you I'm like what are you doing here <laughs> and you're like what do you think I'm doing here <laughs> yeah I'm like you ready to go let's go <laughs> yeah and, and we went off we yeah. went um actually I wanted to pick a time that where I thought maybe you would be by yourself yeah and, uh, you know, you needed maybe a little extra motivation. Here's and, my companion right here. She is now listening next to me. Yeah, right. so cute. Um, yeah, so I wanted to pick a time that I thought you would be by yourself um, and, you know, give you some more inspiration, more motivation to walk and keep going and knowing that you're doing such a great cause and for a great cause and uh, get a little, you know, you're a good friend of mine and I want to support you and, and then gave us a little good time talking to each other because usually we're around a lot of people talking. So give us a little one-on-one time too. So, And uh, I was excited. I had to set a couple alarm clocks because uh, yeah. I actually went to bed for a while. And then uh, I'm like, you know, that last alarm went off. And I'm like, I'm getting up. I got to get there and I got to be there for them. So we were walking our, we were between first number one and number two mile. And all of a sudden, the coyotes started screaming. And I had I recorded it. I did it live. I don't know if I did the actual video, but I did, I did it like on Facebook Live on the trustee page on my on my trustee Village Orland Hills trustee page. And you can hear them screaming. And, and there were a dozen of them. They they were angry at something. They weren't going to come at us, but you were a little nervous about it. Oh, I was scared to death. Yeah. Not nervous. Yeah. I've never even come encounter with a coyote. No, they're cowards. So I I remember just holding you. I remember <laughs> I grabbed onto you and I'm like, we just gotta go arm in arm here for a yeah. while until we I hear this barking or howling or screaming, whatever going away, and I was scared to death. Yeah, they weren't happy. <laughs> no, they, they weren't happy at all. Well, last year though, too, I mean this is funny. This is a full year, okay? And in this full year, I was somebody completely different last year, and I was somebody completely different two years ago. And you were somebody just completely different last year. Mm-hmm. You were you were a different Kelly Kavanaugh, a completely different Kavanaugh. Oh, yeah. And now you are almost a brand new Kelly Kavanaugh. Yeah, and yeah. Your story is super inspirational. It's encouraging. <laughs> it's inspiring. It's motivating. It hits all three pillars of are like the Unspray podcast of, of what we want to share stories of everyday people, everyday people that have, you know, they have uphill battles every single day. And, and you, I'm just going to call it out for what it is. You have an uphill battle every single day. Mm-hmm. You, you, you were dealt a hand. Yeah. You were dealt a hand and you decided to make that hand into a royal flush over the last six months. Mm-hmm. So Kelly Kavanaugh at the age of 10. Where did you grow up? What was going on? I grew up on the uh, southeast side of yeah, Chicago. So if you can keep that at one, because I can actually see the reverb okay. every time you grab that. Okay. So that's the um, editing thing there. Grew up uh, southeast side of Chicago. Okay. I'm a baby of three uh, three, uh, three older brothers. Um, Dad was a Chicago fireman and uh, did uh, football officiating. He's actually in the Catholic League Hall of Fame, football official. All my brothers were big athletes, football. My love for football came from there, my dad. Um, mom was just a, uh, my mom was very sick my entire life. She uh, had very bad diabetes, so she wasn't able to work due to her diabetes. So she was a stay-home mom, and, 
you know, much like my mom and, you know, and me and Sarah and just driving all of us to our sporting events, being our biggest cheerleaders, always being there for us. And uh, I wouldn't change my three brothers or my family for anything. I am who I am probably because of my family. Did she have type 1 diabetes or type 2? Type 1. So it's juvenile diabetes. Yeah, she she had it since she was 11. Uh, She had it when she was 11 years old. Wow. So you grew up on the southeast side. Where did you go to school? I went to Annunciata Elementary School, which was actually um, on the east side. We have alleys, and uh, so it was right across the alley from my house. Um, And then I went to St. Francis de Sales High School. And then I was fortunate enough to uh, get a full scholarship to DePaul and uh, did my collegiate career at DePaul. So you played softball in high school, and you were very, very fortunate where you were talented enough to be offered a college scholarship. Yes, very blessed. At one of the premier softball colleges. Uh, I don't know what they are at the time, but back in the day, that they were that was the powerhouse school. Yes. I uh, played for a great coach, Eugene Lenti. The Lenti family has a phenomenal, you know, background in their in their last name with Frank and David at Mount Carmel. So you did softball. You're an athlete. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're a retired athlete now. Yes. So what was life like as an athlete? When So you you played in the early 90s? Yes. I graduated DePaul in 92. In 92. And what was sports like, college sports from 1988 to 1992? Uh, very different than today. And what do you mean by very different? Um, bats were very different. Um, if I had the bats they did today, I my ultimate goal was I wanted to be an Olympic athlete. And um, I was I went to tryouts and got cut as an Olympian. But the gloves, the bats, the speed of the game, all different. Um, I never really saw a weight room until I got to DePaul. I never really paid attention to nutrition until I kind of got to college, and it was actually midway through college. I grew up a Irish Catholic family eating meat and potatoes. and Clean your plate. Clean your plate. And uh, I didn't start learning this stuff until like maybe midway or almost finishing college, how important things are. We didn't have nutritionists like they do on the road. Um, we didn't have... Uh, study table people on the road, making sure our grades were great or taking tests on the road. Um, It was pretty much, it was, you go and you play and come back and you go to school. So what was nutrition like then for you? Um, Oh, I mean, I laugh about it now, but I'm very superstitious type of person. Wear the same shirt underneath my uniform um, for, you know, same, same, routine before games and things like that so there was a restaurant on the corner of Fullerton and it was called Roma's restaurant it isn't there anymore on DePaul's campus I would go and get a chocolate banana shake before almost every home game I mean that that's that was your thing that was my thing chocolate banana shake loved it no matter what time we played I'd be at Roma's Eating, you know, drinking yeah. a big chocolate banana shake, um, burger on the road. I didn't really have a salad till like junior year of college. Really? Do they provide any type of like nutritional guidance? Um, when I played, no. But nowadays, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Everything's all laid out. I Everything's mean. all laid out for you. Yeah. So you got done with playing softball. Mm-hmm. 
you had the opportunity to play professional softball. I did. Where was that at? That was in Northfolk, Virginia. So I played for the Virginia Roadsters. I was a catcher. And a uh, great experience. Uh, was able to do a lot of autograph sessions with younger girls, uh, uh, speak at a lot of banquets. Um, I was inducted to DePaul's Hall of Fame, uh, inducted to my high school Hall of Fame. Uh, I'm actually in my grammar school Hall of Fame. That's awesome. So, I mean, uh, it's uh, it was a great experience. And I was able, when uh, I was in my pro career, I was able to do some things for diabetes. So uh, we were able to do some charity work. And so I was able to do that. My mom was still living at the time. And um, it was just a great opportunity to, uh, it's, it's kind of surreal, you know, you're coming on the field for batting practice and you got little girls screaming for your autograph. And uh, it, it was just great, great experience. I, I'm so blessed that I was able to be able to do that. Yeah, it, it's a, probably the, besides, you know, having Maggie, your daughter, it's probably the fastest, most fun time you've ever had. Absolutely. You blink your eyes and you, you can yeah. smell the field. You could smell the locker room. You, you could feel the bat on your hand or you could feel the glove. I mean, it's the same with football for me. It's mm. sadly, I have one to two football dreams a week of like, I, I'm about to play in a game, but I forget my knee pad and coach Conway, that, that was my college coach. It won't allow me to play, but and it's such like, a, it's such a minute part of the equipment. Like, or if I'm missing like the cheek pad from the inside of the helmet, I can't play the game or I'm missing a clip or something so bizarre and I'm not able to play the game. But every dream is pretty much the same thing. Or if we get right up to the game and I just can't play in it for one reason or another, then I wake up and I tell Sarah all the time that my biggest fear is the game that I get to play in my dream. That's the, that's the last dream because I made it. Yeah, that's interesting. I made it. I don't know why, but one to two nights a week, I still have, and they're all usually all college related. I don't really have a lot of high school playing dreams. I mean, they're a good bunch of guys, but all my memories were from college. You know, a majority of them. I've got some great high school football memories, but majority of them were from college. Mm. And I can close my eyes and just like how you can with softball and just feel that air on like the first oh, AM yeah. workout or first yeah. spring game or yeah. first summer game. Yeah, I was fortunate. We made it downstate in 88 for softball. So that was a great experience in high school, uh, a state tournament. And then um, I was fortunate four of us from my team ended up going to play for DePaul. So my best buddies are I went to high school and college with and had the greatest experiences with. That's awesome. And we are still so very close today. What's their names? Uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Nardi or Varkalis, yeah. um, Beth Rose Popovich, who just got inducted to Munster's coaching hall of fame. Really? Uh, yeah. Where they play? What positions? Uh, Beth was a first baseman. Jennifer was a, se- a second baseman. Rita Small was a third baseman That's and myself. Awesome. So four of us went to co- play for coach Lenti. And coach Lenti was also my high school English teacher. Really? At DeSales. Wow. Yeah. So uh, it was, uh, we loved him as a teacher, and I just knew I wanted to go to DePaul and continue to play for him. You talked to him, like, by text at least once a week, all oh, those girls. Oh, at least once a week. He's at Auburn you now too. in the SEC, and yeah. he's having, he, I call him George Bailey because, you know, he's just always living the dream. He's always, like, you know, it's a wonderful life. He's George Bailey. That's awesome. And, That's uh, such a cool story. Yeah, he's he's probably one of the most inspirational 
people in my life. Yeah. It's almost like a second dad. Oh, yeah. He's taught me all my mental toughness. Yeah. So softball then ended, finally ended, and then you became a teacher. Yes. And so tell me about that and and your your path to where you're at today. Well, it... When I was at DePaul and, and playing ball, and when you played at such that high level, and I, I knew I wanted to continue in one way or another coaching. And uh, I at that point, one of the fastest routes to be a head coach was to go into education. So I originally wanted to be a math teacher. And I went into like my final um, calculus class at DePaul, and it was hard. It, it was very hard. And I'm like, oh, this may not be for me. I just can't get this stuff. So um, I had some P classes behind me and all that, being an education major. I said, you know what? I'm going to teach PE. So I just went and finished up and got my PE degree. And ever since high school, I did my student teaching at George Washington High School on the east side. I had a, I had a job offer right away, but I chose to go back to my own high school I was very loyal to the people there. I loved high school, so I wanted to pay it forward to where I originally started. And um, so I went back to DeSales. I spent six years in a Catholic school, moved over to public school, and uh, then I ended up in 2004 at Home of Flossmore. Awesome. And HF is a south suburb that's one of the perennial great high schools in all sports. Yeah. And they're just they're fantastic. They have a state of the art training facility. Yeah. I mean, it's comparable to Division One program. I'm sure Division One programs. I mean, they have athletic facilities, and they got fantastic, uh, a fantastic supportive community. You know, mm-hmm. great student athletes, great students. You know, you can't be an athlete without being a student first. Absolutely, that's first and foremost. So you went 2004. Okay, so 2009 happens. 2009. And someone arrives. 2008. Was it 2008? 2008. 2008. So who arrived in 2008? Well, I'm going to back you up a minute. Okay, all right. 2004 was a very rough year. 2004. I was the head softball coach at HF my first year at HF, and I didn't know anybody in the building. Yeah. My mom passes away opening day of softball tryouts. Very difficult. Probably one of the hardest years in my life. Yeah. And uh, I designed a sweatshirt for her because my mom never missed a softball game. was my biggest cheerleader. Every home run I hit. Yeah. She, she was just, she used to sit her lawn chair behind home plate. And I was a catcher. So I was so used to just having mom there. Even when I was a head coach, my dad became my assistant coach. So it was like in the family, and my mom would still be at every game, whether I was a head coach or playing. So I put, I put her down as like the the 10th player on our bench. Wow. And uh, Billy Harrison was a guy I went to DeSales with, wrote for the Northwest Indiana Times at the time. And he did a huge article with my mom's sweatshirt on me and that. Yeah. And um, just having that kind of stuff to show my daughter now right. was is it just so so important to me, so inspirational to me to to share that stuff with her. So then we come to 2008, and I have Maggie. Well, so hold on. So your mom was battling diabetes, type 1 diabetes. All loss is sudden. You know, there's no like, oh, it was a planned death. There's no such thing as planned deaths. Exactly, right. 
but was her health in, in such poor shape where you know you, you knew time was limited at, at that point yes. or was it just like it, she it, ran a marathon next thing you know that she had a heart attack and she passed away? no she was having some heart issues and then she went into um christ hospital and the doctors told us that there was nothing that they can do right so um this is all complications of diabetes all complications of diabetes and uh, very blessed, she passed away at Christ, and all four of us were in the room. You were there. And my dad, so, um, and my grandmother, my grandmother was still living. So I lost my mom in March. It'll be yeah. 20 years Monday for my mom, March 7th. Okay. And then my grandmother passed away May 19th. Okay. Um, and then my father passed away a year later. So all before my tenure at HF, I had lost three pretty... Yeah you know, most important people in my life. Yeah. And when, when something that tragic happens that, that fast, it's boom, boom, boom. You know? Yeah. Yeah. My Did father you... was lost without my mom. Yeah. Broken heart. How'd you cope? What was your coping? I started, uh, working out. Yeah. Working out. Um, just really getting into softball. Um, I, uh, I got married before my father passed away. Okay. So I got married in 2007, and my father passed away in 2008. Okay. Before Maggie was born. Wow. Yeah. So Maggie came. And Maggie Miss Maggie. Came. Miss Maggie. So here's here's the story on how I how I met Kelly Cavanaugh. This is this is the tie-in. So we were playing youth, like toddler. I don't even know kindergarten. <laughs> Yeah, it was kindergarten softball yeah. Yeah. for the Bobcats, the Tinley Park Bobcat organization, and we were on the rubber field because it's called Challenger Park, and it's for special needs players. Yes. You know, it's handicap accessible for any type of mobility issues. It's a safe field, and that's where they're playing kindergarten softball. So I was coaching on the team, and I keep hearing Maggie, and my Maggie was turning around, and this other little girl was turning around too, and... You know, you could tell a college coach and a college player, you know, you could pick them out of the crowd like that. Well, at least if you were one, I can. And so I knew right away, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, this mom's got it going on. I'm like, she knows her. <laughs> she knew, I almost said my SH, but she knew knew her crap. I, I can't swear on this because we get ratings too. We get rated. We got to keep it at PG-13. I think we could say the SH word, but I'm not going to say it. So I'm like, yeah, this this mom, she, she's got to be a, a college coach or a college athlete. She's got it going on. She understands. I mean, she just looks the part. You know, she's yeah. got the gear on. She like, this is awesome. So, but then Maggie, your Maggie was running around the bases and all the girls in our team were waving at her. I'm like, Maggie, do you know that girl? Oh, yeah, that's Maggie K. I'm like, Maggie K? Her name's Maggie K? <laughs> no, her last name's K. Yeah. I'm Maggie H. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. So I go to one of the parents. I don't know if it was Joe or, or Livesey or someone or Kevin Oliver. I'm like, they, she goes to school with the girls? She's like, yeah. She's like, that's why the other mom knows them. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a slow adult. I'm like, that's why. I didn't figure that out. So then we started to talk. That's that's when we yeah. met. We met. It was like 150 degrees out there. Oh, it was so hot. On that rubber, yes. it was that rubber surface, park <laughs> surface field. Yeah. And these poor little girls are just sweating, wearing yeah. full pants, full like cotton yeah. shirts, just dying out there. And yeah. yeah, so that that's where I that's where I met you at was yeah. on was on the little girl softball field when when the Maggies were in kindergarten. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. All right, so two thousand and eight, 
2008. Maggie was born. Yes. So, and, and that changed your life. Absolutely. That, yeah. Absolutely. So and then you guys, you, you moved out here to Tinley or? Okay. No, I was in Tinley. Okay. I had moved out to Tinley in 2004 yeah. after my mom passed away. Okay. So, um, yeah, and Maggie was born in 2008. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And here we are. And here we are. And here we are. It's she- been a roller coaster. It has. It sure has. I, I've had a roller coaster. <laughs> so Ma- Maggie, um, it's you and Maggie now. And it's yes. been you and Maggie for a little My while. My husband passed away in 2013. 2013. Okay. Yeah. So for nine years. Nine years. Nine years. It's been a one captain ship. Yes, it's been a one captain ship. It's been a team. Yeah. Uh, and, and when my husband passed away, that's how... I approach things with Maggie. Okay. And what you do you know, mean? I, I, mom's not going anywhere. We're a team. Yeah. We're going to get through everything together. I'm here. We're each other's rocks. Right. So it, with you and Maggie, and like I said, you, you had a hand that was dealt. Okay. You're, you're, you had five losses within 10 years. Yes. Four major losses. losses. Major losses. And so it's just you and Maggie. You're working full time. Okay. You're doing sports. You're coaching. You're, you're making ends meet. I mean, the, the high school curriculum. You know, you, you've got your seven, eight hours of teaching. you got your sports that you do. And then you pick up your su- couple extra side, side bucks. So time's limited because you're either working or with Maggie. It's, there is no free hmm. time. No, not much at all. No free time. So we... We got to know each other more and more and more. And then all of a sudden, I remember you were telling me that you started doing triathlons. Yes. And that was right around, what, 2015? 2014. 2014. You started yeah. training for triathlons. I did 13 total 2014 and 2015 between those two years. Wow. I did uh, the mini ones. Yeah. I did yeah. 13 total. It's fantastic. That when I lost my husband in 2013, you know, I was just filled with so much stuff. And yeah. I think being that athlete and being a high level yeah. athlete, I could have went one way into a bottle or something. Right. But I decided, you know, I'm all Maggie's got. I got to yeah. get healthy. And and um, I had a friend of mine who was doing uh, triathlons, and he said, "You're the you're the." perfect breed for doing a triathlon so i usually will read a spot for vittori foot and ankle specialist that's already that i have here that i just read so i don't stumble over my words and my fat tongue gets in the way but i'm going to give a testimonial what happened this past weekend while i completed the goggins 4x4x40 challenge so for those who don't know what that is it's 48 miles uh, in total, for every fourth hour, you're going to walk four miles for 48 hours straight. So I got to about the 32nd mile, and my feet started to blister, horribly blistered. And I've never really gotten foot blisters before, but this time they came and they couldn't come at a worse time. So I continued to walk, and as I walked further, the more the glass shard feeling in my foot felt, And I started getting pretty discouraged because I wanted to get the 48 miles done. I wanted to complete the challenge. 
but I was right around 36 miles. So I reached out to Dr. Vittori. Dr. Chris Vittori has been my podiatrist now for about seven years, and he has came through time in, time out. I have orthotics in all my shoes. They're all custom from Dr. Vittori. But I shot him a message. I'm like, Doc, I, I need some big time help here. And I, and I told him what was going on, that I needed to finish these 48 miles. He sent me back a detailed list of what I need to do to get through for these miles, to get through with the next 12 miles. And sure be it, I followed it to a T, followed what the doctor ordered, and I was able to get 48 miles done. I was able to complete the challenge successfully. And that's thanks to the expertise over at Vittori Foot and Ankle Specialist with Dr. Christopher Vittori. To learn more about the podiatry services at Vittori Foot and Ankle Specialist, use the online booking tool or call the office to book an appointment today by calling 708-273-7080, visiting them at vittorifootclinic.com and liking and following their Instagram and Facebook pages. So you stopped training for the triathlons. You hit up, you fell or something you hurt your shoulder right my, my elbow your elbow yeah i had five fractures in my elbow wow that sucks yeah and right. how i did it was even crazier <laughs> is it worth the story or no i was uh, i was at a stoplight yeah. on 159th and central and my clip i couldn't get out of my clip yeah and i just went whoop it landed right on the cement you broke your arm yeah then I did 26 laps in the pool the next day because I thought that makes I, sense. I thought I'd stretch it out, and when I got out of the water, the ice cold water, I said, uh, "Something's going on here." So, oh my lord! Yeah, so I went to go see Dr. Preeti, who worked with the Bears yeah. and that, and he said, uh, "You're about one fracture away from major surgery." Wow! And he couldn't believe I swam the next day, and I said, "Well, I thought maybe the cold water yeah. would help it." <laughs> oh. <laughs> Temporarily. And I was in a brace the rest of the summer. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. So it went, when you hurt your arm, okay, is that when you started drawing back? Because, I mean, you, you were pretty immobile because of that. Is that when you started drawing back from uh, from working out? Yes, absolutely, yes. And then in the meantime, I'm sub just summarizing it, and I'd love to hear a little bit more, but, you, you know, you, you did some, some programs off and on. You did the Orange Theory workout, which is a, which, which is great. You know, it's doing something, and mm -hmm. everything has a means. And you would bounce in and out of there. Right. Were you pretty consistent with that, or? Yes, I was doing Orange Theory four or five days a week. Yeah. Um, so that's very very consistent. Yes, and and very difficult. Okay. The way the um, Orange Theory is designed. Um, if people don't know what Orange Theory is, it's cardio, rowing, and lifting. Okay. And it's circuit training, and it's all high intensity with a heart rate monitor on. So I was doing that pretty much four or five days a week. And how long uh, did you do that? Like how many months? Yeah, um, years? I did over three hundred classes. <clears throat> so I was there for a couple years. I I have I'm still a 300 member. Three hundred classes. Three hundred classes. Wow. Yeah. And I'm currently still a member. Yeah. What was your diet like? That's the thing. I didn't have one. So, <laughs> what, do you mean? what do you mean you just didn't have? I just I ate whatever I wanted because yeah. I thought Orange Theory would balance out my calories and my macros, and I just I I eat whatever and 
okay, you know, I'm going to go to Orange Theory tomorrow or I'm going to go to Orange Theory today. It should balance out. Yeah. And uh, then COVID hit and everything was shut down. So then at that point, I try to get on my bike and do a lot of exercising outside. But still, you're eating everything and not really balancing out. What about liquid calories? Um, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, tequila, a lot of, you know, yeah. drink, drink. So I, drink I'm tequila. the farthest from an angel as well. We, we've had many good runs. Oh, yes, we have. <laughs> we have many good runs in our, in our unhealthier yeah. days where, um, you know, liquid calories yeah. would be, we would, you know, we would get together summer parties oh, yeah. or. You married you know, me. <laughs> yeah. I mean that, well, I would, I behaved that day. I, I behaved oh, that you day. Did. I did. I, did well, I, I had something going on where I couldn't, I, I mean, I had to be for football. Well, I had to give, I mean, I had to yeah, give, a you sermon. Had to give the sermon. I mean, I couldn't be up there just schnocker, just, <laughs> just like spitting all over the microphone, a mess. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we, I had football or something and yeah. I, and I couldn't, <laughs> but I mean, we, we've had, we had some good runs in there where, you know, we would go out and before we go out, we would have, you know, I mean, I was. 400 pounds and i I would definitely have probably like maybe a fourth a bottle of vodka and it just didn't even phase me yet then we'd go out and then we'd celebrate your cucumber uh, vodka yeah oh my that was beautiful wasn't it (laughs) you know what i haven't had vodka and i couldn't even tell you kelly (laughs) i'm afraid (laughs) i'm afraid to i'd be like a like be like a yogi bear just falling over everything yeah, so I mean, uh, yeah, we used to have a good time cocktailing, and that's a lot of liquid calories. So, what do you know about liquid calories now? Well, I've been. Um, well, we're going to talk about where you're at, like what okay. you've done for the last twenty six weeks. Um, but my birthday was in November, the end of November. Yeah, had a couple de- uh, shots of tequila for that. Was dry the whole month. Besides that, the twenty eighth or 29th. and then. Dry the whole month of December, dry um, January, not even New Year's, dry. Um, and then uh, I think I had a couple shots in February. And uh, I pick like maybe one day out of a month and I'll do two shots of something. Yeah. And that's it. That's how my is limit. Your bo- how's your body reacted to it from from doing it like every weekend? Like we we would get together for Bears games. You right. throw the pizza on that crisper thing, the best pizzas ever, <laughs> you know. And then we, I'd have like fifteen Coors Lights and watch football, or we do tailgates, and right. it was just complete debaucheries of yeah. everything that you're not supposed to be doing to elongate your health. We were we were, we were shortening it. The um the first time I had two shots, I was like, oh my god. I was like yeah. out of it. Yeah. Um, and then I like I've done it once a month, right. and it's only two, and that's it. It's never a drink. It's never. It's just that. And um, I've been a couple times. It's been like very loopy, like like wow. And then there was one one month I forgot, maybe last month or something. I was like okay with that, but um, that's was my little thing and. You know, and I've been dry so far this month in March, wow. but we've got, you know, St. Paddy's and all that coming it's up, which no, scares me. No worries at all. Which scares me a little Stay bit. Stay with your tribe. You're safe. Yeah, exactly. Stay with your tribe. So we're going to go back now to uh, June, May, May or June, I think. Is that when you started? September. September. Wow. Okay. Well, everybody knows my story, and you, and you were always so kind and so supportive, and you know, sending notes, and messages. You and Sarah looking great, 
and uh, and I I got many similar messages from you as I have from other people of I need to get my act together I need to do what you're you're doing or I I need help or you know but it was always very passive it was very mm-hmm. passive askings it was always very um, non committal it, it was yeah I sh- I definitely need to do that type question but never taking that next step or you know similar to those questions. So I, I would hear that a lot. I'd hear that a lot from you over the last year and a half. Well, not this past 26 weeks, but before that, I would hear it from you and I would hear it from a lot of different people. And I would say one out of every five or one out of every 10 people actually like, all right, I need to pull the trigger on this. Mm-hmm. So you reached out at the end of summer, beginning of fall. Right. Kyle, I need to do something. Mm-hmm. Where were you at when you made that call to me? Where were you at mentally? Where were you at physically? Well, I was very frustrated physically because, like I said, you know, I was doing a very difficult workout five days a week, but I wasn't losing anything. I wasn't getting anywhere with the workout. And I knew that I needed help or, you know, this start, this push, this motivation, because I look in the mirror and that and I'm like, or clothes or anything that you do. You know, obviously things are harder when you're more heavier. Right. And I just said, you know what? I need to do this. I'm a single mom. I want to get healthy, not only for me, but for my daughter and our future. And I just, I'm like, I got to do it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Did you have a breaking point of like that moment where it was that, that moment of, I can't believe I got to this point. Oh yeah, a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, COVID didn't help anybody. Well, probably. Lot, you have a lot of them, but what was the moment where you're like, I, I can't believe this. I jumped on a scale. Yeah. Because I never really weighed myself, and I jumped on a scale and I went, "Wow!" And uh, I said, "Boy, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get this weight off. I gotta get healthier." And that was the punch. And that was it. You couldn't believe it. Right. You saw a number you thought you'd never, ever see. Because, no, you know, like, people aren't mean or rude to you and be like, oh, you know, you need to go lose weight or you need to. It, it It's something that you have to do yourself and realize yourself. Yeah. Just like other things in life. If you're an alcoholic or whatever, you have to you have to look at yourself in the mirror and realize it yourself. And for me, seeing the number on the scale that's it was a shell shock it was a slap in the face it was like hey you got to do something and so you did so you, you reached out and you we we sat down here we, we you came by the house and mm-hmm. i remember you came by and we sat down we talked about it and and i was i was pretty blunt you know i'm very blunt with this conversation because this is a major first of all it's it's expensive to take Absolutely. to have a coach and have a nutritionist, it's either you're hundred percent in, or don't waste your money and don't waste someone's time. And I told you that because someone else told me that Coach Jill told me that with B three, and that's when when Sarah and I first started. She flat out said, "Don't waste my time. You know, save your money if if you're not all in, and you know everything will be okay. But just don't waste my time. Don't waste your money." I told you pretty much the same exact thing. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your money. This is what you need to do. And you had that look like you were back on the field 
or back, mm-hmm. you know, the, the athlete look of like, I'm going to go run the championship of what I got to do it. It's like, all right, cool. So we went over everything. I, I, I give you Jill's number. I give you Jill, Coach Jill's B3's number. And you made the call. And I remember, because every time I talk to somebody, right, I let Coach Jill know I, someone's going to be reaching out. I'll give them, I'll give them a, these people are going to hit a home run or this person, yeah. you're going to have to be on them. I'll give like a scouting report, uh-huh. my own little scouting report <laughs> of where they're at mentally yeah. on doing it. And I, I told Coach Jill, I said, there's a lady calling you, her name's Kelly Cavanaugh. And Kelly's an ex-athlete, you know, she played college and she's a mom and a gym teacher and She's going to be the next, wow, mark my words, mark my words, I told her. She's <laughs> going to be the next wow because she has it. Yeah. She she has that look, and she knows what she needs to get to, and she's sick and tired of living like how she was living. She got that she got that, well, that crap moment of getting punched in the stomach and thinking, how did this happen? How did this happen? I, I need to be better. Right. And that was September. 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 So you made the call to Coach Jill. I did. What was that first call like? Um, trying to get some information. What was the program all about? Uh, learning a little bit about Coach Jill. And what do I need to do? What do I need to do to make myself better? And what did she tell you? She said, your macros. You got to commit to your, your lifting and four days of lifting. Your your two days of cardio, your ten thousand steps, yeah. and you got to be committed, and you got to get your weigh-ins in at this time. You got to get your journal entries in at this time. You got to be honest, and and take it day by day. And you know your famous words was trust the process. Yeah, patience. Trust the process and patience because when when you're at a high level, you know when we were younger, at, at being a higher level athlete. Mm-hmm. You think you know it, but you knew it when you were 22 and 21 at that level, not when right. you're in your 40s. Yeah, or 50s. <laughs> no, you're in your 40s. 40s. 51. No. Really? I'm 51. Do you know how much you regressed in age in the last 26 weeks? Hopefully a lot. You have. It's insane. It's like, <laughs> it's so, it's so, all right, we'll, we'll get into the, the loss, but so your first week, you're coming up on your first week. Mm-hmm. I probably got about eight calls from you oh, yeah. within three days of panic. Yes. Because there were things that were brand new, so foreign to you, but they were all accountability measures. They're all for accountability, for your own accountability that you could track. Right. The first one was the iWatch. Oh, yeah. Send you up on the iWatch. Oh, yeah. And so what do you <laughs> use the iWatch for? Um, the i Well, the, my fitness pal my fitness I use. Pal. Right. Yeah, I uh, I put in my menus. I I think being an athlete and being a coach yourself, I think of Coach Jill as a true coach. She's my coach, so everything she says, that's God. You know what? I <laughs> that's God. You, you I'm a rule not, follower. You could not say that. I almost spilled because that was <laughs> such a home run. Uh, uh. She's that's how we're op- that's how we operate. Yeah, is we work where you we work as directed. Exactly. You you tell me to do this, I'm going to do it. Uh, yes. And, and that's it. Like my check-ins and stuff. And, yep. you know, I, I don't think she wants me to play the check-in, but, I mean, but like she sent me my voice note, and it was it was that. You do exactly 
Absolutely. I don't need to worry about you because I know you exactly do everything to the T. And if you don't, you know you didn't do it or right. you, you have accountability and you don't right. make up excuses. Right. This is what happened and why I did it. Right. So, all right. That, that was awesome. You said that. Yeah, the the my fitness pal. I'm not exactly the most tech person in the world. Nope, I pre- I pretty much can email and uh, answer a text and stuff like that. So um, the my fitness pal, just getting used to um, obviously you know learning to scan food and where to put food and and what categories the macros. Learning even though I have a health background with PE. I haven't taught health and you forget about all that kind of stuff right. if you don't reinforce it and continue to reinforce and reinforce. So um, that that was a big challenge for me, the MyFitnessPal. The next challenge? Um, probably my time, time of working out. Um, fortunately I, I'm in the, I'm in the department that we do work out and have access to facilities. So being a single mom, my time, getting that lift in, getting the the cardio in or getting the steps in and not, uh, worried about running here with Maggie or, or that. Um, I originally started working out at 5am cause you know, when we talked, you said, try to get it done, get it out of your way. You got your rest of your day. And I tried it for a little bit and I was like exhausted. I just, I've just never been a morning person. So I just was exhausted. And I'm like, you know what? This just isn't, I can't do these 5 a.m.s all the time. Right. Um, so I went into some nighttime workouts and I was doing really well. And then the challenges of, well, I've, I'm traveling for fall softball or um, I've got fall practice here. And then I got sick and I was pretty sick. And coming back from not being from being sick, it took me a while to feel OK, lifting yeah. and working out again. So I had a couple things roller coasting of it, but I was very disciplined on my macros. Very disciplined. I didn't, to this day, I don't go off my menu. I don't go off what coach says. Yeah. I'm almost too rigid that, you know, she sometimes says, you got to be able to substitute. You got to be flexible. Where I'm A, B, C, D. <laughs> I got a substitution text message last week. What yeah, do I substitute for this? You did, yes. <laughs> I And I'm like, you know, that's where I kind of freeze. I'm like, yeah. oh, God, I got my flexibility is not there right. yet. Right. What is your day like? So being being a single mom, we, we have many, you know, um, yeah. and you're truly a single mom. You you, you do not have a uh, family uh, members a, or that. No, they're, yeah. they live out, yeah, of state. out of state. You know, so it's you and Maggie are here. What is give me your day? A Monday through Friday day. Sure. Um, get up around 545. Get mags up, uh, you know, do your normal routines, bathroom, all that stuff. Uh, I weigh myself. I weigh myself almost every day. Really? Almost every day. Why? Um, and Coach Jill, she she does promote that. She says that, yeah, you know, I, she puts I usually, a lot of stuff out about that. If my check-ins are on a Monday, by Wednesdays I'm weighing myself almost every day. Just to see where I'm at, how things are affecting me. Um, some days I have good sleeps at night. 
Some days I toss and turn. Um, some days I'll drink some water or a diet pop or something, and maybe some salt will still be in me or that. I just like to see how I am each day and what I can do better um, for that scale. Right. Um, and then uh, my um, so after I weigh myself, all that get dressed. I have breakfast. A um, lot lot of times, and I've expressed this to Coach Jill too. I'm so crazy in the morning, get Maggie ready or Maggie's getting ready. I'm getting ready. I got to get the dog out and I got to be at work at 730, checked in, ready to go at 730. Maggie's got to be at school at a certain time. So I got to get her there and make sure I'm there at 730. And um, a lot of times, like I, I have a huge breakfast and it's like, I don't know if I can cook all these eggs and, and do all this stuff in the morning and um, so Coach Jill has been phenomenal to my needs because I need something very quick in the morning. So, for instance, if it's a couple pieces of bacon, if it's yogurt, yeah. if it's oatmeal, cereal, whatever. Is that could be just because you're just not designed to wake up early. Yeah. I, I'm just not one that'll get up at 5 and then, you know, I'll get up 5.30, quarter to 6, and we got to be out of the house by 10 to 7 or so. Um, and unfortunately, my daughter's just like that. Yeah. <laughs> She's a bear in the morning trying to get her up. I'll be, I'm sure, high school to be a bucket of water. It'll I'm be good. Sure. A little sure. ice. Yeah. So um, go to work, teach classes all day long, get out of school at 3.15. Uh, depending on what Maggie's doing, I go get her at school. We get back at 4. Um, if I could fit my workout in at that time, I go right away before dinner. Uh, sometimes if we have practice or that, I'm going late at night. Um, and sometimes if I can't fit it in, I don't fit it in and get my 11,000 steps. How much sleep do you get a night? I try to be in bed by 10. You're up at 545, so 545 seven hours. religiously, yeah. So I try to be in bed by 10, yeah. And then with, with Maggie being in sports, what's your Saturday and Sunday? Saturdays are either softball tournaments, so we're at a field all day long um, till whenever we're finished. Then we're back up real early. Some games start as early as 8 a.m., depending where we're at. I might have to be up at 5.30, 6, and we get home, you know, 4 or 5 o'clock, and then back at it the next day. Um, out of season, she seems a strength and agility person, so she works out. We have practice. I get my workouts in, and... Um, little bit of you know trying to have a social life a little bit i really don't have much of a social life unfortunately what is that yeah exactly what is that um just something like (laughs) going to a movie or you know or yeah you know and that's pretty very interesting that you said to me that first day you'll you said to me you'll know your friends yeah and you'll know your acquaintance you remember that oh that stuck very close to me yeah stuck very close to me because what do people do you said they go out and drink and eat yeah and when you're on a fat loss program you can't do that and i think it takes a very strong person to go out socially and not do that yeah and uh, i've always been that way i've been i've been a person that can walk in a bar and order a glass of water never really bothered me um so but um that really stuck with me You'll know your friends and, you know, your social life and stuff. When we cut everything out, I, 
we there's people that I haven't seen since we were fat. I hate to use that word. It's horrible, but it's the truth. I mean, there, there's there's a group group of people that mm-hmm. I haven't seen since I was 400 plus pounds. Mm-hmm. And at I first, that, and at first, that bothered me because you know it's like, what do we do? Why? Yeah. But we don't fit into that mold, and and that mold we don't fit into. That's by choice now, and it's because we we want to be healthy. We want to. We need to change ourselves, and at the expense of superficial, or at the expense of, uh, you know, going back to where we're at. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I work too hard to get where I'm at right now. I and agree. It's just, it's just I, not I worth it. I feel the same. I feel the same. Yeah, birds of a feather fly together, right? Is that the, f- the, f- the saying? Yeah. I mean, even even you know, I'll stay dry as long. I mean, I have a couple shots because if I do go out, yeah, I'll have those two, and then that's it. But you know, or, or you're I accountable for it, though. And you're it, accountable. And I tell her that too in my journal. This yeah. is what I had, what night, and and that's what it is, Coach. Yeah. And she'll most often reply, log it into my fitness pal. Right. So then you know where you're at for I your know caloric, where I'm at. caloric intake. So that first week, we we go a couple weeks, you got sick, you battled, yes. you battled through some stuff, but yes. you went through it. You battled through yeah. it. You didn't give up. You, no. you just took the hand that was dealt to you. Pretty much the story of Kelly Kavanaugh, you, you took the hand that was dealt and you played it. And you played it to the best of your ability. I mean, that's life, that's sports, that's right now, you know, for your change. So you wrapped up your first 12 weeks. Yes. You, you did. You went through a whole first phase with Coach Jill. Yes. What was that like on your your last day? Did you do a, Did you see a before and after photo she sent you? I did. I did. But I guess being the competitive person I am, and she always says I'm hard on myself that I don't I don't give myself compliments as I should. She still says that to me a lot. Um, I'm like, I got a long way to go. Yeah. I still got a long way to go. I tell you that all the time. You know the numbers. Yeah. I, I got I still in my own heart and mind I got a long way to go. Um, I felt accomplished, but I still had that in me where I got to get into another phase. I I, I got to keep going. I got to keep going. Are you the person that's not truly ever satisfied because you've always been bigger, or you're not truly happy in your own skin, or you still feel like how you felt last year? Physically. I, feel, I feel better physically. Yeah. I do feel proud of what I'm doing. Um, but on that other flip side, I still feel like I got a long way to go yet, too. And I'm the same way. I, I feel yeah. I still have a ways to go. I feel the same way. Honestly, when people ask, you look great. I'm like, I got ways to go. I don't, because there are a lot of days, still more days than not, where I still feel 400 pounds. And that's like that keeps me in check. Where yeah. I know I have to go more. I have to do. I have more to lose. I don't know if that's because I was so heavy for so long, and I always felt the way I did. Not you know, it's like the the pendulum is still lopsided towards how I was not versus how I am now. Yeah. But I'm sure the longer that I how I am now, this is the normal feeling, and you forget right. about that. Right. So you you killed it that first phase. You you uh you hit a home run. I did well. You did very well. What was your percentage of loss in that first phase? Do you remember that? Oh God. I think twelve percent. Awesome. So. That's amazing. Yeah. I think I did 
12 percent wow yeah well congrats thank you yeah and how'd that feel felt good it felt yeah. it felt good i i i i love the program i love that it's your own food um one of the great things too i'm not a great cooker so you know being that single mom oh let's stop here and grab something let's stop here yeah that's not in our in our lifestyle now i've been prep you meal prep you eat healthy things you if you're at a restaurant now i'm looking what is the healthiest thing yes here? So my whole mindset is, what is healthy? Yeah. You know, I, I, I was scared in the fall when I had first started because I was away a lot with softball, travel softball. And I'm like, okay, I got to do this where I can eat this at Jimmy John's or this. And um, and it fit in fine with my, my program. So um, I learned that I can go out to eat, look at something, and choose something healthy and be fine. When did your last phase, when did that come to a wrap? Um, September, October, November. Right uh, right after Thanksgiving. So I was still in the program, the phase. Um, so it was like right around my birthday, the 28th, when I went into maintenance. And I also used Jill for maintenance because I didn't want to I didn't want to be on my own right after that. You weren't comfortable first, yet. I, I yeah. definitely was not comfortable. What was Thanksgiving like? It was great. I lost weight. And what was the day like? Cuz this I, was the first this was this would have been first your first holiday. modified Thanksgiving. Your first yes. true holiday. Yes. It's a major holiday. It's a major food holiday, major alcohol holiday weekend. Yeah. yeah. What was that like for you? It at, Actually, it it was great. I didn't, I didn't overeat. I didn't try any sweets. I just stuck to my menu. She had turkey on my menu. I made some fat-free gravy for myself. We went over to my cousins in Orland. I brought, um, I brought my own gravy and stuff like that. Everybody was supportive. I ate, you know, my own little portion. I had a, a nice little dessert. That was on my menu. I brought my own dessert, and it was great. That's awesome. Our first Thanksgiving was COVID, where we we were here. Yeah, it was yeah. a and it it was a blessing. It was, I mean, at first it was sad because we were not going to be with family. Right. Yeah. But the the blessing to us was I knew that I was going to eat six ounces of turkey and have two hundred grams of potatoes and. And there wasn't any of like my mom's special dishes she made or any of the just endless sweets. So it was like the biggest thank you because we cooked exactly how we needed to eat. The kids don't know any better, but we, right. we, they'll eat whatever we put out, you know, and and for them that was normal. But COVID saved our holidays because, you know, my family, they're insane. Yeah. Everyone's got food and, yeah. and it's drinking, yeah, it's, right. you know, yeah. and um. It, it was a blessing. It was a true blessing to have yeah. COVID. You know, I, I always say I think COVID changed my life. But for Thanksgiving, we were able to stay on point with that meal. Yeah, that was great. So you ended the week after Thanksgiving. You took how many weeks off? I took uh, two weeks off with Jill's help. And when did you start back up again? Um, December. Uh, Is it before Christmas or after? Before Christmas. 
So I was on the program during Christmas as well. Which is the second biggest foodie holiday of just goodness of you name it, you drink it, you can eat it type holiday. Yeah. And how'd that go? Two shots I had during that holiday, my winter break, only two shots. That was my month. Um, And I did very well. I did very well. Um, There was one point that I had put on two pounds, and I couldn't understand it. I I was following everything to the T or that, but it was kind of just Jill's like, you know, it's definitely water something. Um, and, uh, and it ended up when I did weigh in that, yeah. that during that week, that, that two pounds like went away. Yeah. So I, I've been very fortunate every weigh in, I have lost something. I've never stayed the same and I've never gained on a weigh in. That's per, and that's fantastic. That's amazing that you've been in the negatives yeah. when you're in a calorie deficit because you're truly following it. If you're in a calorie deficit, right. truly following the equation. You're always going to lose weight. Yeah. Because you can't lie to your body. Your body's going to tell you. Right. You know what you did. So how are you Are you done now or how many more weeks? You started a second phase. Yes. Um, I am done in two weeks. I have what, two weeks left. What has been some milestones and setbacks during this phase? This phase to me has been a lot harder than when I first started. Why? Um, one... I've been like, I think maybe I've been a little bit impatient in this phase. I felt like, boy, weight was coming off, weight was coming off. And I feel like this one, it's been a pound, sometimes a pound and a half, but still in the negative. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, you know, I'm working out. It should be going a lot faster than I thought phase phase one went. Um, so to me, that was, I was getting a little disappointed and Jill kind of set me straight. Hey, you got to stop feeling that way. You got to give yourself credit. You got to be positive with yourself. You're losing a pound, a pound and a half a week. That's perfect. Um, Do you get down on yourself? Like if, if there was... Sometimes if it's only like a pound. Which is because um, how competitive you are. Uh, you know, when it's like a pound. Um, also, I had like, you know, a colonoscopy during yeah. this phase. Um, I had, uh, I didn't, I, uh, I you're hurt. the second friend that I've had a colonoscopy has had a colonoscopy yeah. in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. My other buddy just had one done too. And yeah. we're all, we got to get that done. Yeah. Right. It's very important. We're not spring very, chickens anymore. Exactly. Um, so I had that during this phase. Um, I hurt my back during this phase when I was squatting. So I had to take a couple of days off. She said, just take a couple of days off get some you know rested up a little bit so I had some days off of working out like a full week off of working out but still to the T on the menu and that trying to get my steps in walk in um just felt like it's been slower it's been good but in my mind it feels like it's been slow the the weight but I've been doing great I've been doing great but somehow in my mind I'm just thinking it's slow this phase what's one thing kelly kavanaugh is doing now that you weren't doing last year at this time drinking not drinking really not eating a lot uh not eating a lot of fast food so the alcohol part of it have you noticed like difference with like skin 
body joints. Yeah, just just feel better. Yeah. Feel healthier, you know. Who wants to wake up with a headache? Not like I did all the time or alcoholic or that, but, you know, your normal socializing. Right. You know, like, you know, we were at a mutual friend's Christmas party. Yeah. I was drinking ginger ale, diet ginger <laughs> ale, and you had a bottle of water. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, uh-huh. okay, let, you know, yeah. I'm fine with that. I, I'm And I'm okay because I'm in control. Right. And I texted you. I said, are yes. you going to go? Because I didn't know if I yeah. should or how I should go about it. And uh, and I just put it in a Yeti. <laughs> yeah. And I just and I drank a bottle of water. And I can tell you, in, in social situations, two year, two plus years ago, I would have been three sheets to the wind. Because I would have drank Jenny's entire bottle of vodka. I would have been right there with you having yeah. some drinks. And then I would have been pouring it on everybody. Not pouring it on everybody <laughs> else. But I mean, everyone else would have been ripped. I mean, think about some of the... the the parties like the gay so our when our kids went to school together we would have this thing called the gala it was our school that kids go to a private school you know they're at a private school and i would have this pre-party and the pre-party was literally 40 mid-30s to mid 40 year old parents and it was like you're back in college it was shoulder to shoulder just 1990s (laughs) hip-hop party music playing and people were ripped. And it, hotel parties. And hotel parties. There was one time. So I'm standing by the door just making sure who's coming in. And I I rented three back-to-back rooms. I had a suite in the adjacent room. And they were all shoulder to shoulder. So in the, the gala started like at 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock maybe. Yeah. And it was 6 o'clock. And the door knocked. I opened it up. And it was a bunch of police officers. <laughs> Um, and I figured that they were their kids. Their kids went to school. I'm like, come on in. What do you guys want to eat? You guys want some pops? Like, we're not here for the party. I'm like, what do you mean you're not here for the party? I'm like, who's your kids? Who's your kids? <laughs> and they go, we we got called to your room. I'm like, what? And so I, I took the light switch and I flashed it. I'm like, the police are here. Then everyone started cheering louder. Oh, my God. I remember. Yeah. That it, was like year after year. Yeah. And, and it was just the alcohol and the amount of calories. And that was one of the things that Coach Jill did when we, we talked about. Because we would have wine nights, you know, good friends that we know. They yeah. live right down the street. And we would have wine together. And I, she was like, well, how much wine do you have? I'm like, well, my liver was the size of Andre the Giants. So I would have two bottles of Merlot. Easily two bottles of Merlot. It's 1,800 calories per bottle of Merlot. You know that? Uh, I do now. 1,800 <laughs> calories. And I would have two of them and just be fine and be like, hey, let's go to Benny's. And, but, this, I mean, again, we weren't alcoholics. We didn't have substance issues. Right. This was just purely social social drinking. Right. But then we would get Lou Malnati's, the, the pizza, or we would get Taco Bell, or we would have Uber, deliver, Uber Eats deliver White Castles. So I went from 1,800 calories in liquid to another... 2,000 calories in food because I would eat 24 White Castles. Yeah. And then I would wake up and feel like hell. Oh, I and believe f- it. feel like hell. Hangover, food hangover. Now, if I have artificial sugar, like the the stuff you buy in the bag, right? Yeah. That's machine made. It's not like natural sugar or from you get naturally from fruit or foods. This is added sugar. I will get a hangover from that. Perfect example, uh, last year, not this Christmas, well, yeah, this Christmas too, but the Christmas after, before this was my, we were in phase two, and the kids left Santa Claus cookies out, and I took three bites, 
And I woke up the next morning, Christmas morning, with the worst headache. And Sarah's like, what's wrong? I said, I've got a hangover. I have a hangover. She's like, you didn't drink? I'm like, no, we're on the plan. I didn't drink. (laughs) What do you mean? And we figured out those are artificial sugar from the cookies. And that's happened a couple times in the last two years where if I have sugar, after my body's detoxed off of it, I will have a headache. I will have a hangover from it. Yeah. And I get the same way too, from uh, from any type of like oiled foods, any type of foods that were cooked in oils. I'll feel the same exact way. Or salt, or salted well, foods. Salt, you definitely could tell. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's horrific. Like my my our meals, our eat out meals when we were on maintenance was tacos. We would get we call I would get Mexican style would be cilantro, onion, and corn steak. Mm. But the amount of salt. Oh, I would you feel it. Could taste my, it too. Yeah, and my ankles are puffed up, and I got like this dull headache, and I got that cotton mouth feeling. Those were some of the big changes, with you know changing your diet is is that or those little tiny subtle. I'm afraid to drink alcohol in, in, in quantity. I'll have a sip or maybe a glass of wine. Here. Not mm-hmm. not while I'm on phase, not on this plan, mm-hmm. you know. But on maintenance, I'll have a, a, a sip or a glass. I'm not going to be having a whole bottle. But because I know how much it's going to take to burn off, and I know what right. I what I'm losing in real food that I need, right? Versus that, right? But yeah, that was a that was a big a big shock. Is you know we're getting back to the social, you know of. It's a big big adjustment socially to be on a fat loss yeah. program. Yeah, you have to really have your your tribe. Yeah, you do. So you have two more weeks. Two more weeks left of phase. Yeah, phase two. And what is your goal loss for phase two total pounds? Um, well, what do you look? You want to get six more pounds in the next couple of weeks? I'd, I'd like to get I'd like to get a pound and a half each each, each week. week. Yeah, pound and a half. If I could do two, that'd be great. But I'm gonna be realistic and do a pound to a pound and a half. Yeah, like she like she says it it should be. That's awesome. How much total in the 26 weeks? Because you did 12 weeks on. 43 total so far. So you might be at a a 50. Could be. Amazing. Could be, yeah. All right, so you're going to be at 50 pounds. You're going to do it. All right, I'm going to do it. What has life been like since you've lost almost 20% of your body weight? A lot better. (laughs) Um, joints you know just uh i was telling sarah the other day that i found a pair of jeans yeah and i put them on and i can fit in them and i'm like wow i didn't even know where these jeans were in my closet happened to look up and i grabbed and i was like wow i I don't even remember when i bought these or i don't remember wearing them in a while so um yeah um so that was a great feeling to get into some clothes I haven't really like busted out and bought a lot of new clothes. Yeah. Just a couple things here and there. Um, as you can tell, my sweats are all really big. Um, so that that's like a big a big thing for me. I'll have to go buy you know some new clothes and stuff like that. Um, I feel myself stronger, absolutely stronger, um, doing things. And uh, it's pretty interesting. Uh, last week in the weight room, I had my classes. I teach juniors and seniors and uh, they were lifting and they were squatting and stuff and deadlifting. So, uh, you know, a couple football players are right. in class and that, and they're like, Hey, you know, they're all cheering around this kid and, 
And I'm like, oh, it's I'm like, good job. I'm like, all right, put something on, you know, whatever. They're like, you gonna do something, Miss K? And I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll deadlift, you know, whatever. And uh, so I go over there and up down i just went up and i dropped it like the microphone everybody was going nuts in class that's awesome and they're and they're, and they're like man it's pretty sad when our teachers outlifted yeah, us that's awesome and um i uh teach a hit class too okay. which is a high intensity interval training and i've incorporated my fitness pal with my kids so um jill's video the other day that she posted on facebook i actually let my whole class listen to it about priorities and stuff yeah. so i've been kind of implementing into my work day what i'm learning to try and help kids younger kids understand macros yeah. and understand lifting and the importance of lifting and things like that yeah. so and they're um they're every week they're gonna i'm gonna check their my fitness pal did you have any blood pressure or were you high blood yes. pressure? Did you have cholesterol or um, or like pre, pre-diabetes issues? Not, none of that. Um, I do an A1C every year. I do a complete physical every year since I lost my husband in 13. Um, and because of my mom, we all do an A1C. Um, right. That's the blood sugar uh, complete test. And I've always been okay. So um, I was okay with that. And uh, my blood levels were good. I still have a thyroid issue, so I'm still on thyroid medicine. And uh, my blood pressure was was good. So my doctor's like, you know, you're doing well. And I told her about the program and stuff like that. So my blood work was good. And uh, I went to see my doctor in October. So I was a month in just at the beginning of this program. So I was, you know, not down as much as I am now, obviously. So, um, and I had the colonoscopy, the mammogram. I just did right. March 1st. So um, try to get all that stuff done once a year. So That's fantastic. Yeah. So what, what's the next, what's the next, the um, next play for I'd you? I'd like to, I'd like to get like 11 pounds. And that would be a first goal that I had. And then after that goal, try to get down as lower and lower as I can. Yeah. Um, I was telling you, my niece is getting married in August. Okay. So that would be the first time I really see my outside family in a while. So they all know that I've been on a fat loss program and stuff and really supportive. Uh, my brothers and stuff and my sister-in-laws. They're going to lose their mind when they see <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah, I, I hope so. Um, and uh, just... You know, financially, it's rough. It's rough. I am one salary. So um, I was thinking about, you know, doing maintenance and maybe doing a little time on my own to see, you know, using that my fitness pal yeah. more and more and seeing how I can do for like maybe a month or so. And then, you know, give her a call or that because, you know, Maggie's getting ready to go to high school pretty soon and just dealing with things financially. So, and bottom line is that we have to do this for the rest of our lives, you know, because you do talk about that roller coaster of gaining weight back right. and, and not keeping things off or, or, you know, being consistent. And uh, so I got to learn it one way or another for, you know, the rest of my life. So I'm going to just see how I am financially and see if I can do some things on my own. And if I can't, I'm picking up the phone and calling. What's really sad is that it's expensive to eat healthy. Very. 
It's very expensive to eat healthy. It's not cheap. Mm-hmm. Cheap food is is unhealthy food. You know, it's corn. Right. It's corn syrup based food, right. and that is probably one of the most just mind boggling for me. Is that it's? It seems like that. I don't want to group, but like society's belief, like the big general that will keep you on diabetes medicines and will keep you on right blood pressure medicines and cholesterol medicines, but we won't address the root issue of why you're on it. Right. And, and that comes down to diet. It comes down to accessibility and affordability of good food. But And the older you get, the harder it is. Yeah. The slower your metabolism becomes. It's hor- It's horrible. It drives me up a wall. Like I don't even want to ask what Sarah did. Our grocery run was today for for our plan. Well, I can tell you, mine's been running about two hundred and forty bucks a week. Yeah, and for that's one. for Maggie and I. Yeah, yeah you, you have and Maggie more yeah. than I do. And so, what has this been like for Maggie? You know, it's been a, it's been great for Maggie as well because number one, we don't go out to eat as much as we yeah. did before. Um, number two, I do my meal prep and she helps me with it, so she'll eat some things like you know the grilled chicken and stuff like that. She'll eat. I still can't get her to eat a lot of the things. She's real picky, but she's making steps at it. And she's seeing what I'm doing and the effects of it as 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 it's coming off of me. So trying to be a good role right. model that way. Um, <clears throat> even you know even the alcohol port you know like you see like oh I'm having a drink or that she doesn't see that anymore. Yeah. Right? You know I've I've stopped that you know part. And um, so she's got like I said she has to get a strength and agility person. So she's starting to understand that working out is important, important for the body. What we're put. Maggie's never been a kid that has touched a soda or anything. She drinks straight water. Yeah. So she's actually my inspiration for that because I was more of a diet Pepsi drinker than I am a water drinker. Okay. So I've changed a lot that way, and she's really helped me with that. If she sees me with a Diet Pepsi, she'll say, Mom, you know, get get your water, you know, get water. Right. And I'm like, okay, you know, you're right. So uh, it's been kind of like hand in hand. It's awesome. With it. I'll tell you what, yeah. it's uh, from our summer conversations to now, it, it's a night and day. It's, you've literally regressed in age. You, you You've, d- dead serious. You've regressed in age. Well, you guys it's, are my inspiration. You and we're Sarah. <laughs> we we got to get our acting gear too. Oh, so. you're you're <laughs> doing well. But and it's awesome. It's so awesome to see it. It's so motivating to see it. And I know that you know people in our in our group, our social circle, and and you know, I'm gonna leave names out of it. But they're they're starting too, and they're changing their life around. And it's mo- it's unbelievably motivating to me to to see. You know, people that have, you know, they've made that choice of they want to they want to get better. Yeah. And for me, it's having me even more dial it in that I need to get better because it's not even close to the end of the race. But, I feel the same way. Yeah, not even close to the end of the race. And, and doing stuff like this, doing the podcast, be able to talk and share a real story like yours. You're you're you you've fit. What forty five percent? I made up that statistic, but ha- almost half of society are single parents. Yeah, 
and you're and you're doing it the, the taking the hard road of doing it right by eating healthy and providing good examples and getting your act together because you're living a living example to you know to your to your daughter absolutely and uh it's just absolutely amazing kelly i, I can't Thanks. tell you how proud i am of you and in 30 minutes 20 35 minutes we're going to start the first evolution of the Goggins Challenge. Have, have you had the opportunity to read Goggins' book? I've been, uh, no, I don't have the book, but I've been yeah. reading more and more about him. Are you a reader or <clears throat> an audiobook person? More of a reader. Okay. <clears throat> but I've been just, you know, on the internet looking and reading yeah. a lot of stuff that he does. He's a pretty cool dude. He's a pretty... He, he's he's a, the catalyst he, to my... He's, me. he's a bad guy. Yeah. And... Uh, Two years ago, when I first heard the Goggins Challenge, I couldn't imagine that I'd be doing. We're gonna just knock out forty-eight miles this weekend. Couldn't imagine it. Now, at first, I thought I'd be able to run it. I don't think that's physically possible. I've got a lot of joint stuff going on, but I could definitely complete it. You know, I, I wish I could run all forty-eight it's miles. It's all about finishing. We're gonna get it done. It's all about and finishing. And it's gonna start in thirty-five minutes, um, and we're gonna get this first leg done, and then it, I'm gonna be doing the live videos and. My uh, cognitive abilities are going to... I'll be just, popping up within the other 48 hours. They're, they're going to be just getting worse in my videos and my speech. It's going to be so co incoherent, and I'll be talking worse than I usually do. <laughs> it's just a mess, <laughs> but it's going to be a lot of fun. And I remember I did the last slap with you, too, the last did, four miles. Yes, I don't, honestly, yeah, I don't even remember. That Sunday, yeah. I was not. I was not in a good spot. I don't know where I was at. <laughs> we were like, "Let's go! You got a hundred yeah. more yards to your house. Yeah, we're finishing it." Well, I I did myself a tremendous disservice by carrying a forty pound rucksack yes, for did. the first six uh, sixteen miles. You it, did, which was stupid because I never trained with a rucksack, and I'm like, "All right, I'll just amp it up a little bit because I'm, I'm feeling like I can't." And it was dumb. I felt like I. Excuse me, I tore both hamstrings, and it was just, it was it was horrible. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to wrap this up. Thanks you're so awesome. much. No, thank this, you. This was awesome. Yeah. What an honor no, to be on there. Thank you for inviting you're, me. You're, uh, your story is an honor to share. It's <laughs> it's amazing, and, and I I really, truly believe that next year we'll be talking, and it's just going to be, it's going to be like, I can't even describe it because the the path that you've chose and the consistency and your why of you're doing it because of Maggie, you know, that's, you know, it, you know what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. They're your world. And cool. You got to be that role model. Very good. Well, you're awesome. Thanks. And, uh, Back gotta, at you. We got to get ready here. All right. That's a wrap. We decided to go out at 10 p.m., and start the first leg of the Goggins 4x4x40 four by four by challenge. Kelly actually, she ended up walking 20 miles of the 48 miles with me in different phases of the weekend. And she put on some good, she put on some good miles. Uh, 20 miles, the weather was not ideal. We had probably like a 30 mile per hour wind and it was 20 degrees for one of the phases. And, you know, we walked at night and uh, she got 20 miles in. I was really proud of Kelly. Considering last year we did three and we were both in different parts of our lives and she uh, she hit it out of the park. Kelly, thank you so much for sharing your story. I am looking forward to sharing more of your story because you still have a ways to go according from what you're saying and you're looking great, you're kicking butt and just keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so much to our sponsor, uh, Vittori Foot and Ankle Specialists and Homer Glenn and New Lennox. 
Also, thank you to Coach Jill over at B3 Fitness. You can follow her uh, on Instagram at JillB3Fit, Facebook at Team B3 Fitness. Log on and contact Coach Jill for any of her training and nutrition services. She can help you lose weight, maintain weight, gain weight, workout, you name it. She has changed countless lives. You can visit her at fitb3.com, and that is her website. Follow me on The Big K Man on Instagram and the Ensprate Podcast also on Instagram. Facebook is at Ensprate. Everyone, thank you so much. We're going to start recording shortly on the two-week recap, as well as the Goggins 4x4x48 recap, too. Hope everyone has a good week. We'll talk with you soon.